Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Justice League Doom. Well, hello. I'm back from the two-week break I took. Um, I'm back a little bit earlier than I initially anticipated. Uh, I was initially planning to take the whole month of May off, but I got a ton of reviews done in the two weeks I took a break. So I was like, oh, I guess I don't need to take the month to get as many as I wanted. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. It was a nice break. Um, depending on how my schedule goes, I might continue that kind of schedule where I'll take a couple weeks off and then I'll post a whole bunch and then I'll take a few more weeks off. If that's what I have to do, um, I'll do it. I, I will obviously let you know in the episode uh, that I will be taking a break. I won't just disappear and reappear uh, like I did the last time I, I was letting you know I was going to take a short break and I'll do the same. And uh, yeah, I greatly appreciate those who tuned in during the two weeks I wasn't posting. I got a ton of listeners during the whole time and I greatly appreciate it. Um, it rather warms my heart as a as a regular duck. It, it's pretty cool to see. I'm just, you know, your old fashioned evil, evil duck scientist that is slowly, you know, consuming the minds of those that listen to him. So it's kind of cool. Thank you. Thank you for helping me make those plans uh, come to fruition. <laughs> so anyway, let's, uh, let's get past that into the review. This was one of the first newer DC animated movies I saw. In 2007, Warner Bros. decided to make a bunch of animated DC movies aimed at an older audience and being much closer adaptations to the comics. Some being better than others. And for a while, a lot of them were standalone features until the Flashpoint Paradox, which turned into a 16-part storyline after the Flash restarts the timeline in that movie, which ultimately ends with him changing the timeline again. Now, this was one of the standalone features that arrived shortly before them, being an adaptation of the popular Justice League comics Tower of Babel, in which Ra's al Ghul takes Batman's plans for taking down the Justice League in case of any of them turning evil and turning them into lethal plans to kill the Justice League. However, this movie slightly changes the story. Instead of Roz being the main villain, this movie uses another well-known JLA villain, Vandal Savage, a caveman who is made immortal by a strange meteor that crashes to Earth. His plan to kill the Justice League uh, and cause a solar flare to destroy two-thirds of the population, in which he and the villains he recruited to destroy the League can rule the planet and kind of what's left of humanity under his direct guide, whatever's left under his, uh, humanity under his direction. The other villains in this movie are Bane, Metallo, Mirror Master, Star, Star Sapphire, Cheetah, and Maliaka. I probably mispronounced that, but it's a weird fucking villain, and this is the only thing I've ever seen him in. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Unless there's hardcore fans out there being like, we need more things. I don't really think you do, but, you know, it's just evil Martian Manager. So, <laughs> each of them being a major villain of each of uh, the members of the Justice League. Now, some of them are definitely better fits to the plan than others. Like, why did they pick Metallo? I'm not saying he's a bad villain, but there are better villains to pick for Superman, like Parasite, General Zod, or even Bizarro. Like, why would you pick Metallo to help lead the, ro- the world? Like, why him? There's other, I feel like there'd be other ones. Maybe it's because Vandal Savage kind of feel like he could rule over General Zod. Or... But, I mean, like, Parasite would be a good one. Or or Bizarro. You know, I just feel like it would be better. I still prefer Ra's al Ghul as the main villain, but I still enjoy the plot of this movie a lot. Even with some of the changes from the comics, it is one of the more interesting dynamics of the team um, with Batman. So, I like it. It's pretty cool. Uh, I really enjoy the voice cast 
uh, with this movie. Uh, Nathan Fillion, Kepa Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, Tim Daly, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, Carl Lumby, Phil Morris, Bumper Robinson, Paul Blackthorne, Claudia Black, Olivia Diabau, pronounced that one <laughs> correctly, and Robin Atkin Downs. Nathan Fillion is my favorite voice actor to voice Green Lantern, having voiced him in a number of other projects with the character. Uh, he's just great. And, and there's some voice actors that perfectly fit the characters they're doing, and he is one of them. I, anytime I hear Green Lantern is going to be an animated thing or he's going to need a voice, I always hope it's Nathan Fillion. I like him a lot. Of course, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman and will always be awesome to hear his voice when watching the character. Yeah, yeah R.I.P. He's, he's my Batman. That's my Batman. I grew up, grew up with the animated series and all the other Arkham games and every other time he's voiced Batman and the time he actually played him in live action in the Flash TV show. The Fla- um, Yeah, that was... It's really cool. So, yeah. The animation is pretty cool. And I like the character designs of all of them. It's not my favorite, but it's still high quality compared to a lot of other animated feature films, including some of the Marvel animated movies. So, yeah. Overall, I do think this was in a step in the right direction for DC. I mean, usually when I talk about... Uh, superhero movies especially when it comes to DC and everyone's like the live action movies suck balls which fair argument a lot of them do suck balls but just watch the animated movies they're so much better just watch just watch the animated DC movies I, <laughs> they're, they're so much better I've gotten so many more people into DC through the animated movies than majority of the live action ones they're just so much better it, it they just, yeah, they just, they're better at capturing what of the stories of the comics and the characters they are. And it's because comics are out there and it's wacky and it's more believable in the style of animation and seeing a realistic version of that. It, it makes you, it makes you believe it less when an animated, as there's a, there's a, a larger um, willingness of like of agreeing something could happen like that, you know, Batman, things like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it works a lot better if you do it that way. So overall, I give this movie an 8 out of 10. I think it's definitely one of the better DC animated movies you can watch. You should watch it if you haven't already watched it. Um, HBO Max has like all of them. I own this one uh, personally, so I don't need to. But if you are trying to get into the animated DC movies, you haven't and you're looking for where to find them, they're on the HBO Max. Uh, There's a DC section of it. I'm not sponsored by HBO, but I'd rather help out my fellow nerds. And that's where you can find them if you don't already know. So they're all they're all in HBO. So, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I reviewed a bunch of other TV shows, movies, and anime. So if you're going to check that out, it's highly appreciated. Also, you should drop a follow whenever I'm streaming it through. That way you get a notification when I post a review. Uh, yeah. Also, if you want to reach out to me, there's a few ways of doing that. I have an Instagram. I have a TikTok. And I have a Twitch. I'm trying to stream more on Twitch. I streamed a little, like a, like a week or so ago around there. Um, but I would say the best pass would probably either TikTok or Instagram. And they all are Doc Quackers movie reviews. Uh, Twitch, you can find me at dr underscore quackers66. That's where you can find me on Twitch. So, yeah. Thank you. And I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend.